5. At the age of 16, I was marked by the voice of God and what he did at that moment in my life. I want to explain to you something about time to help you set a foundation where we're going in the next couple of minutes. Later in my life, the Lord started to explain to me and I realized and had a better understanding of that at that moment. Now, God is not in time like we are. And to explain time to you, that wall is the beginning of time and that wall is the end of time. God is at the beginning right now at this present moment of time. God is at the end of time, the day of your death, right now in the same moment. And then God is everywhere in between at the same moment in space and time. That is omnipresent, okay? Now, let me just share a big secret with you. The enemy does not have the same capability. Satan is not omnipresent. Very important, don't fall for that lie. He does not have the same. We cannot put the enemy on the same level than God. He does not have that capability or strength. God is at the beginning, right through the end. Let me tell you another secret. The enemy can only be at one place at a time. So it means if he's with you, he's not with me. <laughs> yes, but he has demons, that's true. But let me tell you about the two-thirds of angels, because for every one demon, there's two angels. So don't, don't forget about that part. There's a major angelic atmosphere that we're not aware of. There's tremendous angelic activity around us, whether you notice or not. If you can believe in Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, you can believe in angels. Okay. You can connect your device <laughs> to something that you don't see, then I can connect this device. <laughs> so it's there, it's realistic. So God is in the beginning of time right now. He's at the moment when you were born. Right now, God is here today, and at the same moment, he's at the place when you die. That is God. So when God spoke to me at the age of 16, and he said, Andre, I'm proud of you. At that moment, I'm 16, and I'm caught up in that moment, and I say, God, well, there's nothing in my life right now to be proud of. I mean, I've messed everything up. I have no future. I cannot see past the next two hours. I'm in trouble right now. And so we are not omnipresent, but God is. So God is standing right now at the age of 16 where he's speaking to me, and at the same time, he's here tonight at Bethel Howe of his church, many years later, and God speaks from this place into that place, and he says, I'm proud of you. I want to share something with you. God always speaks from a place of fulfillment. When God's speaking to you, he's standing at the place where the miracle happened. He's standing at the breakthrough. That's where he speaks from. And God's not trying to convince you that he can do it. He's standing there. He's right there at that place. He's, and he is speaking from that place and saying, if you can believe it, you can see it. But I'm here at that place right now. So years later, there was moments where God spoke to me early in my life, and then when that break, breakthrough took place, I realized God said this 10 years ago. 
At that moment, I had no idea, I had no clue. I, I didn't understand what he tried to mean, but he was there at that place of fulfillment speaking to me. When God speaks to us, it is like firing an arrow. Now, God is the perfect archer, and he is firing that arrow, and that arrow will hit its target always. It will always hit the mark, always. But the enemy will do everything in his power to disconnect you from the word, from the arrow. The arrow will hit its mark, but he'll try to disconnect you. Often, just before it hits the mark, the greatest attack against you will be launched to try to disconnect you, try to get you to give up, to walk away, so that when it hits its mark, you are not there to celebrate the victory of that word. As when the greatest attack is upon your life, you are at the morning of your greatest victory. I want to change something. I want to change your understanding of storms and attacks in your life that you will not be afraid of that anymore or run away from that, but yet you will embrace that and know that God is doing something powerful right now. So 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. That by recalling them, the most powerful tool that we have, the most effective tool against the enemy is the word of God. Nothing else. The most effective tool is to fight our battles with the word of God. We don't realize... <laughs> how God is arming us on a weekly basis. He's giving us words that is weaponizing us, that when the attack comes, that we are ready to face that, equipped to face that, is already made provision for the attack that's about to happen. People sit in church on Sunday mornings, they listen to the word, but they don't receive the word. They don't realize how they are being equipped it's like, like giving you a ticket, like giving you, you know, a, a power that when it comes that you have authority over that situation and it's been given to you. And because you receive it, now you have the right to bring up that word again and say, no, no, this is what God said. Let me explain to you. A lady in South Africa in Durban, someone spoke about Durban um, this afternoon. A lady from Durban, South Africa, she took her, her son, four years old, to church one day, single mother, and uh, in this service, she received a prophetic word. I know the prophet specifically had also prophesied over her life. Many prophetic words started to go forth over this child's life. At the age of 16, God would do this, 18, 20, many specific things that was named over this child's life that God would do. And then at the age of five, the child started to get sick, and the mother took the child to hospital, and then hours later, the hospital phoned and said, your son is not going to make it. You have to come, rush to the hospital, and be with him. He does not have a lot of time left. And in this moment of despair, this woman had an option, ran to the hospital, and release and let go of my child or hold on to the word of God 
she remembered every prophecy was spoken over that son's life at the age of 16, 20, 21, and she had written it all out. She rushed back home, got those prophecies, went back to the hospital. When she came back, the son already passed away. She ran into the room. She put pieces of paper that were the prophecy on, a promise of God on. She put it on her child, and a single mother raised her own child from the dead. She recalled the word. When the attack came, she did not just give up and say, well, she remembered that there was a word spoken over this situation. And she could choose, do I respond emotionally? How will I respond to this? And she went to the word. She picked up the word. God weaponized her for the future. We are being weaponized. So many things are going out as we listen to the word of God, as sermons goes out, as prophecies goes out, we are getting weaponized. You receive a word that your children would serve God with you. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a promise of God that you can hold on to. Anytime where there's an attack of the enemy upon your life, you can go back to that word and say, no, no, no. This is what God said over my children that they will serve him with me. So no matter what they go through, where they are, what they're facing, they will come back. That's what the word says. We receive prophetic words and promises over our finances. And in a moment where we go through financial difficulty, we can respond in fear or pick up the word. Say, God said, I'm gonna prosper. <laughs> Healing. The word has equipped us for every challenge and obstacle that's coming our way. And we can pick up the word and fight that battle. And so Paul is training Timothy. He's developing him. And Timothy is not his natural son. He's his spiritual son. And he's saying, Timothy, my son, I, and he's, I mean, he wants to give him the best advice that he can through his experience. And he says, this is how you will fight the battle. You're not going to fight this battle by doing all of these other things, but this is how you're going to fight it. By recalling, recalling. The word recall means to bring in remembrance again. The prophecies once made about you. It means that I need to, what? Go back to the word. I need to read the word again. I want to encourage you now, when we talk about prophecy, prophecy is not just personal prophecy. It's not the moment where we're prophesying over people. Prophecy goes forth in the worship, in the sermons, in the tithe and offering messages. Prophecy goes forth. You have to hold on to those prophecies and this is how you will fight the battle, by recalling them, bringing them in remembrance again. You don't have to remind Satan, you have to remind yourself. He knows about the authority of God, but we forget it. So we have to remind ourselves that, no, no, this is what the word of God says. This was the prophecy. This was the word that God spoke over my life 10 years ago where it made no sense of, you know, to me. And I thought the prophet missed it that day. I thought Pastor Marion preached the wrong sermon. But right now, it's a fulfillment of my current situation. It's the exact answer. And this is how I will fight. 
I will bring it in remembrance again. I will look at it again. I would read it again. It's almost like a cow that's chewing grass. And as he chews that grass, it's getting, he's getting more and more nutrition out of that, out of that same word. You know, he's, he's receiving more and more and more. One of the biggest mistakes that people make today is when they receive a prophetic word, they think it's their responsibility to bring it to pass. We have to learn and allow the word to carry us instead of us carrying the word. That means that I don't try to force the word into existence, but the word will go forth and it will not return void. My responsibility is through faith to hold on to that word. Doesn't matter how impossible it looks. Listen, over the last 22 years, I've seen some crazy things. I've prophesied some things where I said, God, are you sure? <laughs> is this the right person? It's not the one next to him? No, no one else. You sure this is the one? <laughs> and then those prophecies comes into fulfillment. The word goes and it accomplishes exactly that which God has said. In my life, I want to get the dates right. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I was in a service and I received the prophetic word. I was so moved by that word. It was almost one of the first prophetic words that I received. It was very accurate and very precise in my life. And I was so excited, I wrote that entire word down in the front of my Bible. Everything, first page of my Bible, that whole word, and the date and time. I was so moved. When I received that word, I thought it would take about six months for it to come into fulfillment. Nothing longer than that. It was so accurate. I thought, I mean, God's going to do this and he's going to do it now. Well, <laughs> uh, 13 years later, I went to the same church, but they were in a different building. And in fact, that morning, I went to visit the pastor. I had a Sunday, I didn't minister, and I thought, well, let me just go visit him and spend some time with him. And I phoned him up, said, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm close by, I'm coming for the service. Arrived at the church, I'm sitting and having coffee with him before the meeting, and while we are fellowshipping, he says to me, I have a guest speaker here today. I said, whoa, wow, came to visit you. He said, and this is his name. I said to him, I know this guy. He prophesied to me. 20 years ago, this guy, he prophesied to me. And uh, I had my Bible there, the entire word in front of my Bible. The worship started and the guest speaker was not there yet. And so right at the end of the worship, he came in. And so I had no time to meet him before the meeting. And in the worship, he walks to the front, takes the microphone, looks at me, and prophesied the exact same word to me. Exact same word that he gave me 13 years ago. Same word. But there was one thing that was different when he came to the end of the prophecy. He said, and God says, it's about to happen now. Now, he couldn't recall it because he, but I had proof. It's in front of my Bible. I've got the date and time, everything there that he prophesied 13 years ago. So he can remember the place or you know, remember me at all, but I had that word. Within that week, few days, that entire word came into fulfillment in my life. I look back at that 13 years, <laughs> and uh, I realized how for 13 years, 
the word of God carried me. Now, my situation was different because when I received the prophetic word in my life, <laughs> there was no connection to that word and how it can be a reality ever. There was nothing in it. When I would look at that word, and I did, I printed it out, I put it on the wall. When I would look at that word, and I would look out the window, it would be the opposite. <laughs> there was just no reflection to that word in my life, nothing. But I had to choose every day. When I got up, I had to choose what I would believe. Would I believe my circumstances, or will I believe the word of God? And to be honest with you, there was times where I was so frustrated, I took that word, piece of paper, I threw it in the bin, I said, I'm done with this, I don't believe in this anymore, I'm tired of following this, I'm tired of holding on to this, and then two days later, I go back and pick it up again, because I had nothing else, I just had the word, and I would print it out again, a new copy, a fresh copy, and start to recall it again, recall, there was many times where the battle just became so heavy, where I said, God, I can't take this anymore. It's just too heavy. And then the Lord said to me, stop carrying the word. Allow it to carry you. And I have to realize it's a shift. That suddenly, I had to, instead of the word being a burden to me, I had to learn to let go and hold on to that word. I say, God, I'm gonna have faith in you. I'm gonna have faith in the word that it will accomplish exactly that. There was many moments where I would speak to people trying to get someone to be in agreement with me in that word. And I couldn't get someone. The pastors that I spoke with, uh, you know, when I shared the word with them, with them, they would say, well, we think you need to let go of that. <laughs> it's a bit too big. And so I couldn't even get someone that would believe with me in that word. And so it was really just trusting the Holy Spirit and holding on to that. This is a word that I even received before my marriage. So I didn't have a wife or anyone could stand in agreement with me for that word. My own family didn't believe in it. My own parents said, well, you know, we think you missed it that day. So <laughs> this is my situation. I was alone in that, but I had the word. And it, it was the word that carried me through that 13 years. And then the place of fulfillment came and it happened. It came to fulfillment just as God said that it would be. I want to speak to you tonight and I want to pray for every word that was spoken over your life. Not just through prophecy, but also through the word being preached, moments of divine counsel, when God put you in a room, the right person that spoke something. I want to call those words forth. And call those words into remembrance, things that you have forgotten about, that the Holy Spirit will remind you of those words tonight and say to you, well, it's not over yet. <laughs> it's not done. I've seen situations where I thought that it's impossible now for that word to come into fulfillment. There's just so many things that has transpired that it can't happen anymore. And you know, God came, and even in that moment, he surprised me. And that's what I want to focus on tonight. Words were spoken over your life that has not come into fulfillment yet. We want to speak those words and recall them. And say every word was spoken over your life.
spoken over this church, spoken over Kentucky. Every word was spoken. I want to remind you of those words today and call them in existence again. In Mark chapter 4, verse 35, Jesus is prophesying to his disciples. He says to his disciples in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. It's a prophecy. He's prophesying to them. He doesn't speak about the storm. He doesn't speak about anything. He's prophesying to them and saying, we are going to the other side. That is the word. Often, <laughs> we'll receive a word on Sundays, and then on Monday, all hell breaks loose. And you're thinking, God, didn't you know about Monday? The Father is always preparing us for what is to come. That when it comes, that we are ready to face that challenge and obstacle, and we are ready for it. And so the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? It's amazing how storms can take your life and your relationship with God from the best place to the worst place. This is his disciples. They've already sold out. They're already following him. They've seen miracles take place. And now the storm comes, and they question their relationship. They question his faithfulness. This is what storms can do. It can take you from the best place to the worst place if they are interpreted in the wrong way. Jesus is sleeping, and that shows me that he is interpreting the storm in a different way. He's not looking at the storm the same way that they are. His interpretation is different from their interpretation. Their interpretation is, you don't care. You don't care about us. That's why we're going through this. That is how they are interpreting that storm. I want to end tonight. And so it says, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down. It was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? My father-in-law and mother-in-law retired early in their lives. It's a very long story, but they... It's a third-generation company that had a mandate to buy a boat and to sail around the world. It's the mandate of this company. And so grandfather started that business to achieve that and went on and on, and they never could do it every generation. And so when my father-in-law inherited the company, he inherited a company that has a mandate that this company must buy a boat and sail around the world. So at the age of 50, my father-in-law retired. He bought a boat in South Africa, and he, they built it, and then they got training, and just him and his wife, and they started to sail around the world. And so part of their journey, we were part of it. We did a lot of their training with them. I've got my Siemens. I've got this, a license to... To, uh, <laughs> to steer a vessel on the ocean. And uh, so we as a family had to go through, just with them through all the courses and, and learn that some of it was really fun, others was just throwing up. But anyway, <clears throat> we went through all of that with them, all the safety. And, and uh, so 
when the time was ready, they left South Africa, Cape Town in South Africa. Now, those of you that are familiar with sailing, this is a sailboat, not a motor dock, sailboat. They left South Africa, and the first crossing is from South Africa to Brazil. That would be your first crossing, and that is 30 days, open ocean, no land. So they went on their journey, just two of them, they sailed from Cape Town down to Namibia, Balfour's Bay, it's the area, harbor, and then they start with their crossing, and so they went. A sailboat has two engines. Those engines are not to, to drive the boat, but to steer, and you, you, you use wind to sail. You don't use those engines. And so on their way to Brazil, they lost one of the engines. They arrived in Brazil. There was a weather window where they had to decide whether they would stop there and try to get that engine fixed or replaced and uh, continue. And there was a, there was comp a complication with, with the warranty of the engine and to fly it in, and so they had a weather opportunity. So they decided to continue their sailing from Brazil up to the Amazon and then over to America. And so they started to continue with the last engine. And he tells me the story, they've plotted the whole thing, they've got a whole um, web page and everything that shares the whole story and photos of what they went through. But a hundred nautical miles before America, the second engine went. And he tells me the story how they got stuck on the ocean. There's no wind, they're not moving forward, not moving backwards. Both of the engines are gone and they literally got stuck on the ocean. And so while I'm sitting with him and telling me all these things that they're going through, and uh, I mean, it's, it really sounds very glamorous, but you know, you wanna meet them when they arrive. You don't wanna go with them through that journey. So I said to them, I'll get you in the bar, must tell me when you're there, meet you, but I'm not doing that crossing. So he tells me the story about what they went through and what they faced. And while I sat with him, I said to him, so 100 miles, nautical miles before America, what happened? How did you sail that last 100 nautical miles? As he speaks to me, he says, while we were on the ocean, we started to look for storms. Because where there's a storm, there's wind. And we needed the wind to sail from storm to storm to storm to reach our destination. Storms and the interpretation of storms to a believer, an unbeliever, are two different things. A storm to an unbeliever is something that breaks them. But to a believer, a storm is destined to push you into your calling. The purpose of a storm is to get you to what God intended for your life. And that's why Jesus is sleeping during the storm. Because his interpretation is different from their interpretation. They're thinking it's the end. And Jesus says, no, 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 it's the beginning. This is just the indication of the word that will be fulfilled. We are going to the other side. I want to end tonight and say to you that storms are not there to make or break us, but to reveal us. When we go through a storm, what you really carry inside you is revealed. 
It's easy to raise a hallelujah when all is well. But when you go through a tough season, whatever you contain, whatever you carry inside you, whatever Christians have inside them will surface. <laughs> it will come out. It's storms that reveals us. And when we are revealed and things are revealed in our lives that we don't want to, to be there, we have an opportunity to change those things. We can realize, well, that was interesting that this thing flared up when I went through that challenge. And so now I'm going to work on this. Interesting that this, that anger came up. I never thought that that, that was inside me. But it surfaced. The storm caused it to surface. And so I need to deal with this now. When there's no storms, <laughs> what we carry will never be revealed. And so the purpose of a storm is to release what you carry. I want to change something in you tonight that when the next storm comes in your life, that you'll start to celebrate. <laughs> that, you'll, that you will sleep peacefully. And so, well, this is just a sign that all will be well. This is just an agreement that everything is going to work out. This just confirmed the word of God. <laughs> this is the purpose of the storm. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for every person that's here right now. And Father, I pray that you would come right now and change our perspective of storms. That we would never think about it the same way. That the next time when we see a storm, that we would see your hand. We will not be driven by fear anymore. We won't be afraid. But we would know that you are with us and you are leading us and guiding us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, 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 amen. I want to encourage you when storm comes, that you, had different, that you would have a different interpretation of it. It's not there to make or break you. It's there to reveal you. Not just you, Christian and non-Christian. When the storm comes, you will see what's in there. You will see. You will see what comes out of that leader, what comes out of that CEO, what comes out of that manager. You will see what they really carry inside them. And that's the beauty of the church, that when the attack comes, the fragrance of Christ is released in the church. People smell and realize, well, this is what it's all about. I declare just over this ministry that this ministry will be a sweet fragrance during storms to believers and unbelievers, that they would, this ministry would keep its flavor during tough times and challenges. Amen? Okay. What's your name, sir, with that pink? Patrick, would you stand quickly, Patrick? What do you do for work, Patrick? I, uh, I'm a contractor. I do construction kind of stuff, real estate. Okay. God's hand is upon you and it's been upon you from the moment you were born. You were marked and set aside. I want you to hear the same way God marked me at the age of 16. Mm. You were marked when you were born. You were set aside. You never really understood the complete purposes and plan of God with your life. You've dealt with a lot of different people throughout your life, some saved and some very far from God. But God's always used you and positioned you in where he needed you to be. There's a far larger plan at work right now that you might perceive or understand.
because God is using you as a vessel, is using you strategically where he wants you to be. There's connections in your life, not just to America, but multiple nations. I don't want to Amen. assign you to a place or a nation. There's multiple connections globally that God is assigning you. Europe will be a major part of your life. Europe will, will be connected. There's many business deals and things will go back and forth from Europe. But America as well, Asia, there's some things in Asia that still has to be activated and has to come in unity. I see just before COVID, there's things that was supposed to come into alignment and then it was delayed and stopped. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling those things back into existence mm-hmm. again. Every word that's spoken over your life, every promise that was spoken mm-hmm. over you, I call it back into existence. Mm-hmm. It's God's plan for you to have two houses, two places. I don't see just one place where you live, but two different places. And mm-hmm. God does not want to assign you just to one of the mm-hmm. two. And so you'll move back and forth between the two places. And it's how God wants to set up Set it up right now. It's very important. I see it. How the Lord is constructing it right now. God is releasing tremendous wealth over your life. Amen. Tremendous wealth is coming. It's it's uh, it's a level where very few people. You know, I, I prophesied to a guy in South Africa. <laughs> I prophesied to him, and God said to me, "He's going to be a billionaire." And I thought, Lord, it's yeah, a, it's I'll a, take that one. It's a, the Lord said to me, <laughs> I, you know, it's a billionaire. And I, I thought, God, come on, that's a lot. And so I said to him, millionaire. And I walked away and God rebuked me. He said, I didn't say that. I said, billionaire. Amen. And I turned back to him and I said to him, sir, I apologize. And God is saying billionaire. And this is what I want to say to you tonight. I'm standing in front of a billionaire in the kingdom of God tonight. So, <coughs> that's the calling. building a mission house in Mokopani, South Africa. And it'll be kind of the place our hearts was to have a place for, I'm a preacher's kid, and that pastors could go on sabbatical or uh, their kids could come to reaching a generation that's based there and we could help uh, just the next generation of what's going on. And to, which I've never said this publicly, but I'll do it since you brought it up. Um, When I was about 22 I was sitting and I was uh, just giving some money away and writing checks. And I just kept thinking, Lord, I'd like to be able to give a million dollars away. And he said to me, why would you limit me so much? Why won't we go for a billion? So anyway, that's where, thank you. And so tonight is a very important night for you. It is your calling. Every word, every prophecy that was spoken over your life, bringing it into existence now. We call it forth right now. Every word that's spoken over your life. Okay? Bless you, sir. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> What's your name here with the black? What's your name? Sorry, Kim. Stand quickly. We're running out of time. The wife of Brandon. What did I say to him? I can't remember. A lot of good stuff. <laughs> Thank you for being here. What do you do for work? Um, I lead a grant program that helps um, low-income kids go to college. A grant program. Can you mm-hmm. explain that? I'm from South Africa. A lot of stuff that's just I don't understand. Um, we you... get money from the federal government, and we work with kids that are in low-income schools okay. and um, provide, show them opportunity Perfect. for further education. Okay. doesn't mean anything to me. But anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm glad that you are here. Um, it's very important for you to be here and to be in the presence of God. The tactic of the enemy is to enter, separate, and assassinate. And the enemy has been trying very hard 
to separate you from the leaders, from people. You are overworked and underpaid and just tired. You're saying, well, I, just, I, can't, I can't do all of this right now. Now, whatever you let go, don't let go of your spiritual family. I want to encourage you to stay connected. It's just a place of receiving. It's vital because it will bring life to you, will refresh everything in you. We need you here. We need you to participate. We need you to be part. Now, God is busy renewing everything in your life. I hear what you're doing, but God wants to take it to a different level, a different, to a higher place. You're working very hard. You're a very hard worker and putting all the time and energy. But God wants to take it to a place where you are more effective. And this is what I release upon your life, a breakthrough will come this year, open door, where God will favor you and put you in a place of position of authority, but also to function easier. There's a lot of things that's tying you down right now. You want to run, you're a fast mover, but then they throw these limitations, obstacles the whole time. Just a lot of things slowing you down. And God says, no more. And so he's clearing your path, removing those obstacles so that you can start to gain momentum again at function at a speed that's far higher. There's so many things you need to do, yet it's... it's just all these obstructions the whole time slowing you down. And God wants to speed up the vision. You've heard clearly when God spoke to you, you're on the right trail, right track, but no more delay. And so I come against any form of delay. As Jesus said to those to that storm, quiet, be still. And right now I speak to every delay in your life and command it to be quiet and be still in the name of Jesus. Okay, bless you. But show up and be here, be part of your spiritual family. Very, very important. Amen. Uh, what's your name there with a blue jacket that had lunch with us today? Yes, what's your name? Priscilla, stand, Priscilla. And you have a school, right? You have a uh, school. Daycare. Center. Daycare, mm-hmm. same thing, different children. Anyway, yeah. you, where's your husband? Uh, he, he's not here. My son is here. Your son is here. So, okay, <laughs> you're hiding about behind that. Where's your husband right now? Is he at work? Or he's what is at he home. At home. God's knocking on his door right now as we speak. He is about to have the encounter of his life. God is touching him, activating him. He's tired right now. He's called to run at a very high pace, and yet he's just tired and drained. And God is reactivating him right now. He's such a gentle spirit and true heart. He's not a good communicator. He holds a lot of things in and doesn't communicate and share it. He takes the whole battle to himself, and God wants to fight his battles for him. And so I just prophetically and spiritually release him of any form of tiredness or burden that he carries. It's not his to carry, and I call things to fruition. Now, you are a little fighter. You don't give up. I mean, when there's a fight, you get involved. You're a, you get things done. You're a, it's who you are. But there is battles that you participate in that God is removing you from. You cannot fight every person's battle. You can't be involved in every person's life. And so, for a season, God called you for that, but now God's saying, no, no, pick your battles carefully. You can be involved in everything that's happening everywhere. You have to, you have to let go. You are an organizer, and so you, it's, uh, if you participate in something, then you, you organize it very quickly. <laughs> Once you get involved, you take it over and you start to run with it. There's people that have to come to their senses. There's people that you are consistently saving and helping out and protecting by doing that, but yet it delays them from taking their responsibility. And so the Lord is asking you, he's already spoken to you about that specific scenario. He's saying, stand back a little, you pray for them, but let them go. They need to make their decisions. They have to decide for themselves. And so this is really a year of letting go for you. 
letting go and all access baggage and weightiness that you're carrying, God is setting you free from that. You're going to experience God on a very intense level this year. This is a, you're a very unselfish person, always about other people helping them and being there. But this is your moment now, your season. And so now God is saying he's visiting you, not to work through you to touch someone else, but just for you. And you are going to experience him and his presence at a very, very intense level. Things that you won't be able to communicate or articulate to people, but you will just know that it's him and he's there and he's part of it and he's, he just hasn't forgotten about you. And so you are going to experience more and more of that this year. A very intense year for you in the presence of God. But then as you pass through the season, he is marking you. There's moments that will just, it's like, it seems he's engraving his word upon your heart. And you will just know there's a trust and then there's a knowing. And you've been at a level of trust with God, but now you're going to a place of knowing that he is with you and that he will take care of you as you move on. That's blessing you in your work positions, really, where you need to be and what you need to do. And so you're at the right place. You want to do more, and it is a bit frustrating because you would many ideas, but I want to encourage you just to stay there, stay faithful, because you are making a far bigger impact and difference than you might realize right now. Okay, bless you. Sergey with a black shirt, what's your name? Travis. Travis, what do you do for work, Travis? I work at a manufacturing plant doing payroll and purchasing. Okay, are you happy there? In church, please don't lie, just tell the truth. <clears throat> I'm happy with um, what God blessed me with that and bringing me down to Kentucky for that job, but that is not the profession I want. Wonderful, where's your wife? I hope they're too late. She's at home. Okay. Does she come to this church? Yeah, she was here this morning. This and morning. She serves and does all that. Okay. You have how many children? Two children. Are you planning any more children? No. <laughs> I wonder what your wife would say about that. <laughs> Currently, so we have a 23-month-old, 11-month-old. She also says no right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she didn't say no eight months ago. <laughs> okay. The Lord is visiting your household. This is really a season for you. For It's a season of family. And so God is working your children's lives and your family right now. It's a place that you have to focus on that, really your time and energy in building the foundation of your family. So I really sense that season. Now, when it comes to your work, you are doing great and you're grateful for what you have and where you are, but you're not truly happy. In your spirit, you know that there's, there's more and more for you, but you're just so content um, and grateful. You're a very hard worker always on time, always there first and last to go, very faithful and committed. And the Lord has seen you and has seen your faithfulness. You've not been honored or even thanked for what you've done, not just there, but everywhere where you've been throughout your life, been so committed and faithful and never got the credit for that. God is about to give you credit and promote you. Now, God found David, middle of nowhere. People did not find him. God found, God found him. And today, as I stand in front of you, God found you. And he's about to promote you and put you in a position, place that is really going to be a blessing to you and also to your household. You're in a place, be a place of, of peace. Uh, you're a hard worker, but what you know is always is how to work with other people and to be a team player. But I sense that God's calling you to, uh, to ventures that you're going to have to be the point man. You're going to have to run in front and lead and, and go for it. And so when it comes... When time comes, I want to encourage you to take that, that step of faith. This morning I spoke about 2022 is going to be of great faith. And so God is going to stretch your faith, uh, take you into a deeper level and deeper 
place, also spiritually, to learn to really trust Him. His extended family member that's not serving God right now, and the Lord is touching that person as I speak with you now. The presence of the Lord is, is around and, and touching that. I see encounters coming upon that person. And so I release it right now that your family will serve the Lord in Jesus' name. Okay? Bless you, sir. Amen. What's your name here, lady with the red? Yes, what's your name, ma'am? Kathy, what do you do for work, Kathy? I'm the director of the food bank here, and I do administrative work at the church. You are a treasure. Yes. You really are a treasure. Done so many things in secret right, throughout your life. This is a Christian dog, by the way, if you wanted, <laughs> you wanted to know. Done so many things in secret. Not a lot of people know. They don't, they don't see what happens in secret, but God sees and you are a treasure to people wherever you go. I want to, want to make it clear to you that your time is not over. Your time is not done. In fact, God is touching your body, is accelerating, adding years to your life and giving you the strength and capacity. There's nothing wrong with your mind. Everything's still sharp. Everything is right. And so no form of attack against the enemy will, will, will be accomplished at all. Uh, he's using you. And it's uh, what's powerful is the way that you witness to people. So you are always busy witnessing and sharing and giving, I call it, words of encouragement, lifting people up. But those words of encouragement in the right moment can save a person's life. And that's what he's done. It's people that really were at the, I mean, the lowest, lowest place in their life. And you spoke to them. And those people are alive today because of that word. The right word in the right time is helping them. And that's the place where God is using you very strategically to not miss. I mean, the one, the one that always gets missed and, and uh, looking over, you see that one. And God always uses you to uplift them, encourage them, help them to get going. You have tremendous authority in the spirit. I don't know if you know it, but the enemy is very afraid of you. Next time, next, next time when, I, when I see him, I'm going to tell him I'm going to call her. Did not know that. Okay. It's very afraid. It's the authority that you carry. Carry tremendous authority, and you have to learn to exercise that more. We don't ask for things, we command things. We don't ask the enemy to leave, we command him to leave. And I want you to encourage you to really start to use that more. You have that authority, and just speak. God's really, he's, he's attentive to your words. There's angelic beings that's around you, they're waiting for you to speak. As soon as you speak, they just run with that. And so you have to use those, your words powerfully. You've done some things that's drawn the presence of God to your life. You have a lot more angels around you than, than you realize. They're attentive. They're ready to act, ready to respond. And so use your words powerfully. When you pray again, see it in your, in your spirit that they are ready to run with those words. And so be careful and selective in how you pray and what you say. When we, when we say things, we are empowering angels to work with that. And so if we put doubt in that word, we're limiting them their capacity. That's why I say we don't ask, we command. They will run with that. They will, they will accomplish exactly that. And so know that. God's your protector. He's protected you for so many years and so many things that could have and should have happened, never did. The Lord protected you. <laughs> he, he, uh, I see just scenarios, a couple of them, how you didn't even realize, you didn't even notice what happened that moment. You were just going about your day, but God protected you completely. And uh, he is your sustainer. He's the one that's upholding you right now. You know where you're living, that it is going to change. 
God is changing your community, your place where you are, and He's putting you in a different group of people, different area. And I want to encourage you that when it comes, you're very sentimental. I mean, this is my chair, don't touch it. It's just, don't touch my stuff. And so this change is going to be for the best. And when it comes, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be something that's going to be very joyful to you. God's putting you in a community of people that's more about the people than your comfort. He's putting you there because he wants you to witness and touch those people there. So when that move comes, know that God's already there. He's already taking care of you. And so don't be worried about that chair. It's just a chair. And so God will make, will make room for it. Okay, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to end with, with, with one or two people. I want you to pick them, please, Pastor Mark. Just stand up and just choose. Don't, don't be driven by emotions or guilt or shame or... That's a <clears throat> right? Any, any, just go for it, please. Any two. While you're choosing, let's help them to stand up, please. Any, just, just whatever the Spirit leads you. Who? Please stand. Who else? <laughs> what else? And? Stand, please. Just stand so long. The Holy Spirit's busy ministering to you. What's your name, sir? Yes. CJ, stand. Who's this beautiful lady next to you? CJ, stand, CJ. And CJ and wife. What's wife's name? Korea. Okay. CJ, you are at a crossroad right now. You have some serious decisions to make. Not, not tomorrow, not next week, today. <laughs> it's a decision that you've made. You've not quite decided, you know, what you're going to do and, and that. But I'm here to, to remind you of the grace of God for your life. That you are here today because of the grace of the Lord, the mercy of God. Always kept you, always protected you, always uphold you. It's because of God. That's why you're here today. God wants me to remind you today that if he has brought you to this place, then he will take care of your future. And so there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say manipulation, there's a lot of um, controlling, a lot of discomfort coming in decision, in this decision where you stuff, it's a difficult decision to make, and I want to remove that from you. So it doesn't have to be that way. Because with God, whether we go left or right, he's going to be there. And so it's not the, well, I'm going to miss it or No, not there. It's very important to be led by the Spirit in this, and to let the Spirit lead you. But know that God is your provider. God wants to make it clear to you that you will not be driven by numbers. You will not be driven by money. Mammon will not be your God. God has provided. So don't look at the outward appearance of things because it's not what it might seem. God will always take care of you, always. Now, you are called to live debt-free. You're called to live debt-free. And tonight I'm speaking into every area of void in your life. I declare you have no debt. Cars paid off, house paid off, no debt, no debt. There's a house that you were supposed to buy already by now, and I want to call that back. It was a word, God prepared you, and then it slipped through. And so we don't need the bank's <laughs> approval. We have the king's approval. And tonight I call everything into fruition that God has for you. Everything. You will not be held back. You won't be delayed anymore. You'll be able to run with what God gave you, what he showed you, where he wanted you to go. You've been at a crossroad earlier, and it looks like this thing is recurring again. I see a pattern of previously you stood in this exact same place. 
And if you made, not the right decision, but you could have chosen to be very famous a few years ago, and you didn't, you chose what God wanted. And you still look back at that day and think, wow, what if I should have done? And that's not true. That would have destroyed your life completely. And now it's resurfacing again. It's coming up again in your life. Now there is tremendous fame that is waiting for you. You will be known. Your name will be known. Don't, I don't doubt that in any form. But I declare you are not for sale. You are not for sale. You belong to the kingdom of God. Your voice, your giftings, your talent, you're a creator. With the ability, such creative ability that God has given you. You are God's producer. You are, it's, the spirit of the Lord is, is upon you. God has passed. God has prepared you. Now look at your child life and where you came from. You came from nothing. To get to this place, this God. I mean, what, what great <laughs> glory to God for what he's done and how he's brought you here. And from here, he's going to take you further to a place where you need to be. There was an opportunity years ago to be on television and uh, in, in the public eye, and you avoided that. And I sense it's recurring, coming back, and you will be back on local television. God's going to open up that door. He's going to put you there, but it will be for his glory and for his honor. Okay. I thank God for this woman, because without her, you would not be here today. She is a <laughs> divine, silent protector, always in the background, busy praying and, and getting things settled. And I thank, thank you for not giving up on him, but also on other people. Be a fighter in the background, also for your family, always busy pushing and fighting the things of God. Now, God is, you're shifting gears. You've prayed in a certain gear for many years, and now you're shifting gears. And so you're shifting to an easier place, more effective places where you are moving in. I hope you are part of some form of team in the church. Are you involved in some team? Not yet. Okay, but you have to. There's a team that you need to serve on in this church really so much to give and to participate you have to participate you have to be more involved um, very you have so much to carry the enemy is lying and saying no you have nothing and that's not true people would just discover and get to know you you've got so much that needs to be imparted into a next generation so I, I call both of you forth that it will God will accomplish that now you'll move not far away in the future there's a new home and it's going to be a godly thing godly thing. You will have a, such a testimony about that, that how God did this supernaturally for us. And it, uh, it's something the Lord had already spoken to you. I see seven years ago already spoke about it had to happen but it then it came and stole that from you. And uh, I'm not gonna does it make sense to you? Does it make sense to you? Sure. Okay. And now God's gonna do it. He's gonna bring it back and it's going to come to fruition and no demon in hell can stop what God has for you. Okay. Bless you, sir. Bless you. What's your name? Jonathan. John? Jonathan. Jonathan. And where's your wife? Uh, I don't have a wife. I'm You're 16. Want <laughs> <laughs> to make sure? The world is a strange place today. What do you want to do with your future? Uh, I plan to go to the military. Okay. And what else? So much more inside you than that. Uh, I believe the Lord has put a call on my, on my life for music. Okay. Who's next to you? That's my dad. Okay. Same mantle that's upon his life is upon you. Same mantle. I want to say to you today, yes, you'll go to military, but one day you'll follow in his footsteps. God is taking him through a lot of things through his life. And it's, when God blesses us, it's a generational blessing. 
What we fight for is not just for our families, for entire generation to be set free. As it is things he had to conquer, and now he's conquered that, and it's going over to the next generation, it's coming on you. If you go to the military, that's what your sight is really set on now. And during that time, the Spirit of the Lord can start to speak to you and bring adjustment to your life. God is your protector. The enemy tried many times to come and rob you and steal from you, also your life. And God protected you, and I also declare hedge of protection around you and your future, that the enemy will not come and take your life before your time. You will accomplish the things that God has called you to accomplish. Now, what I see, I sense in the spirit, strong, uh, strong mantle on your life for business. So I just want to make it known to you, but the Holy Spirit's going to start to develop that in you as you, con- as you continue with life, it's going to start to surface. But I see an entire generation being restored to your life. See the harvest of that. <laughs> you will not know the battles that your father and his father faced in their lives. You'll know Amen. the victory. You'll know the harvest. And I declare your children's children blessed in Jesus' name. Yes. Asking you about the wife and that because there is some form of relationships around you. And I want to encourage you just to be careful of that. The wrong relationship can steal our destiny. I want you to, be, to think about that. No, not just a moment of pleasure, but like sure and pray right now already. Don't wait till you get married. Pray now already for the woman that God has for you. God will protect her now. Be prepared now already when that day comes. And so pray for that. Declare that you won't, you carry a very strong spirit of discernment. And so you have to learn to trust that inner voice. Uh, when you hear that, just trust that voice. Don't question it because God's speaking to you. And if you sense no, it's no. Just go with that voice. Just go with that voice because it will, <laughs> it will, it will lead to life. It will always lead to life. Okay, bless you. Thank you for being here. Bless you. What's your name? Sorry. Maya. Maya, where's your companion? He's my parents. Sorry. He's my parents. Your parents. Where's your husband? I don't have a husband. Wonderful. <laughs> and it's gonna be not gonna be easy for your husband either. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's your name, sir? Terry and Natasha. What do you do for work, Terry? IT and real estate. Real estate. And how many children do you have? Three children. So this is your youngest. Okay. What do you What do you want to do with your life? Um, I want to be a horse trainer. A horse trainer. It's so much, so much in you. So much more than that. God's going to do. But I want to start with you, sir. Your true ability is to create. You are a creator. You're a thinker. And uh, God is busy bringing a lot of your ideas and plans into alignment this year. You are a bit jack of all trades, busy with so many things at the same time. But God is bringing it, everything into one. And so there's many doors that's going to be closed this year. I want to encourage you that God will never close a door and not open something else. And so I see that there's three flows, streams in your life. And I see two of them closing, just one functioning. But yet that one is functioning with a stronger stream and flow than ever before. Don't be concerned about that when it happens. Don't be afraid. You overplan a little. You get a vision, an idea, but then you start to overplan. And it's the overplanning that brings confusion and also brings doubt into it. And so you are a man of faith. And uh, tonight I set you free from any form of doubt. You're not going to doubt anymore. God is going to do it. The very thing that you saw and he showed you, you're going to see the fruition 
of that. You're a dreamer. Right now, the enemy has been stealing your sleep, not sleeping exactly the way that you need to. And uh, it's a place where God communicates to us, and especially to you. So this, uh, tonight, I just declare that God would restore your sleep back to you and also your dreams. Communication will come back again of what, of what the Lord's doing in your life right now. Okay? So you are, do you work with him? Sort of. What does that mean? Okay, so sort of. You are an incredible uh, businesswoman and mind for business. You have the capacity. It comes from previous generations on you. You carry that anointing. Multiple mantles is, is upon your life. And you're going to see the acceleration of God's hand in your life, God's plan this year, like never before. Things are busy speeding up and busy moving. Now, God's calling you to a higher level where you've sold this local real estate or housing, the Lord is opening up the door to commercial uh, property more and more. And I uh, see things in a higher level. Also see land, like vacant land. It's huge, huge pieces of land, but it's commercial. So it's connected to a city. So God's stepping it up and giving you access to more. You're so afraid that you don't have what it takes. And it's not true. It's not true. You're always looking for a partnership. Who's going to, who's going to, Help me with this. Who do I partner? And through partnering, you've lost a lot throughout your life. End of the day, they walked away with 90%. You did all the work, and then you got 10%. God's not happy with that. So there's deals and contracts that God is setting apart just for you. Just for you. There'll be no partnership. You'll, you'll, you will have the strength and the ability to be able to see it through from the beginning straight through to the end. It's huge. It's very big contracts, very big transactions but you'll be able to do it. And so you've been trained for that and so that any form of voice that I cannot do it, I command that voice to leave your life. It's not true. You are ready, as ready as you can be right now. You are equipped. You've got a great understanding of the markets. You need to use some videos and training and tell people what you know. You have carried a lot of knowledge. You think it's general knowledge and it's not. It's people, if they, if they would know that, it would really make their lives easier. And so you have to learn to share and make it open. You're also called to train. So God is going to open up a flow, some form of, of training platform to train and develop other people in, in what you're doing right now. So two strong flows, selling, but also training is part of your life. Okay, it's God's plan for you to own some form of ranch or big piece of land. It's his plan for you. It's not just a good idea or it's part of his plan. Uh, I see you're going to sell, sell, branches and, and big pieces of land, but you will own it as well. It will be peace that you'll own. It will be yours. And it's God that's handing it to you. And so I seal that right now in Jesus' name. Okay. Now, you're, you're gifting. When I look at you, I see the medical world. I see the medical world when I look at you. And I sense a very strong anointing in your life to be a vet, to work with animals, but also to heal them. So God is going to start developing and train you as you go on. You've got greater capacity than you might realize right now. And the Lord's opening up that at that right now. You're walking with God, and that is what's important. As long as you hold on to God, God will lead you and guide you to where you need to be. That's the most important thing right now. Hold on to God right now in your life, okay? Careful of voices and friends. There's some friends that are very mature for your age, very mature. And there's just some friends that are not on the same level. So don't even bother with that. You don't have to play it down. No, no. You are already years ahead. 
and that's who you are. You always, most of your friends will always be a lot older than you. People you just associate with a lot easier. So don't be, don't think it's strange or anything. It's a maturity that you have that already kicked in from a very early age. You're very serious about things. Feel kind of responsible for your whole family. I think you're the you're supposed to get them all to sit down for dinner, and you have to organize the whole household. You're the only one like all on their own missions, and you, you want to get the get them all together. <laughs> Sense of responsibility that you're carrying, and it's a, God puts someone in a household that I call it the glue of the household that brings them together. That's who you are. Just care for everyone. Wants to bring everyone together. Takes everyone's responsibility. Wants to dictate everyone. It's who you are. So God's using it strategically. But it can also become a burden where you start to feel responsible for things that's not your responsibility. That's something that you have to check regularly. That it's just don't take things so seriously that you feel it's your responsibility. No, the enemy uses it as a tactic to play us. It's not true. So pray for them, love them, but uh, they need to make <laughs> their, their own decisions. Your, all your children are very different, very different. And I look at them in the spirit. They're not from the same family. I mean, they are <laughs> all three different from different families. It's <laughs> so different. And so it's interesting to see, because God chooses, you know, the family, he chooses spiritually, puts their, who he wants there. But yet, so opposites, but yet when you, when you work together as a family, it's so successful. And so God is at work. He's busy doing something with your family right now. Okay, bless you. Be seated. I want to pray with you as we end. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for every person here tonight. And Father, Holy Spirit, I pray that as we leave here tonight, that you would remind us of prophecies, remind us of words, where we sat under sermons and we listened to those sermons and you've spoken to our future. Father, I call into existence every prophecy, every word that was spoken. Father, people that are sitting here and they are remembering prophecies over their husbands' lives, wife's lives, children, or family that's not even here. Tonight we have the power to bring that into existence and say, God, I remember that word. I remember that word. And even though we look at them right now and it might seem impossible, you still have the power and your word has the power to bring it into existence just the way that you said. I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Wow. He holds the, holds the mic down here, so when I grabbed it. Is anybody grateful you came tonight? Can we honor the gift? Are you guys so grateful for Prophet Andre? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, we're just so glad you came tonight and uh, grateful for the gift. Um, Pastor Jay and Amy, honored to have you tonight. We love you. If you don't live in Lexington, you live in Danville, you need to go to their church. It's the best church in Danville. Hallelujah. Um, listen, why don't you go ahead and stand on your feet. If you didn't, like, because many of you, I know, I know you all, you were like, prophesy over me. Do not, I'm talking to you, if you didn't get a word and you came in feeling that, do not go away discouraged. He knows your name. Did you hear the prayer, here, prayer he just prayed? He's stirring up a prophet of God just called every word spoken over you to come to pass. Now, some of you are like, well, I've never had a word. Well, you've heard some preaching, and you've got the Word of God. Uh, I mean, pick a word from the Word of God. John 10.10, he came to give you life and life more abundantly. So grab onto the Word of God. And some of you, you heard a word that was spoken over someone else, 
I think everybody's gravitating toward the billionaire word, but sometimes you can be in proximity to a word of God, and God might say, not always, he might say that that word was for you too. And so you might need to grab hold of that. Um, so just be encouraged. Speak over the word. Listen, if some of you that have had words, you need, you're gonna, you better go. I literally was sitting on the front row. I was like, I'm gonna pull those out tonight and start reading what God has spoken because it's done. Everybody say it's done. It's done. Jesus, we thank you for this night. We thank you for the man of God. Uh, we thank you that you continue to bless his ministry as he travels the world. We thank you for seed sown tonight that will be multiplied so that others can know you and your love. God, for everyone going through a storm, we thank you that we just shifted our perspective because storms are revealing and strengthening and propelling us towards our destiny. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We love you. God bless you.